Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, World's Finest Comics number 161, cover date October 1966, cover price 25 cents, cover artists Kurt Swan, Sheldon Maldoff, and Stan Kay, edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring The Caveman from Krypton, written by Bill Finger, art by Dick Sprang and Charles Paris. And The Super Batwoman, written by Edmund Hamilton, art by Dick Sprang and Stan Kay. And The Menace of the Atom Master, written by Bill Finger, art by Dick Sprang. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Once I believed that when love came to me Come with rockets, bells, and poetry. poetry. But with me and you, it just started quietly and grew. And believe it or not, now there's something groovy and good about whatever we got. A meteor crashes on Earth containing a caveman. A caveman from Krypton! Meanwhile, Elton Craig escapes jail to retrieve a pill that gives anyone superpowers for 24 hours. Batwoman is the first to find him and takes the pill herself to keep it away from him. Also, Gotham City and Metropolis are menaced. By Batman and Superman? Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. When... An irresistible force such as you Meets an old immovable object like me You can bet as sure as you live Something's gotta give, something's gotta give, something's gotta give When an irrepressible smile such as yours Warms an old implacable heart such as mine don't say no because I insist Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna be kissed Oh yeah, your boy's a pimp! Come on! <laughs> what the hell? Where'd that come from? I took my pimp certification test the other day and now I'm a pimp. Congratulations, Certified. that's Thank right, you. you are a pimp. Yes. Oh, I wish we, we could recreate that moment when you walked down the staircase after you took your test. That was... Lady Galadriel. Yes. I have passed the test. That's what you said as you came down. I heard you coming down the staircase and I, of course, I was forced to be silent for four yes. hours. I'll tell you all about it, listener, in a second. Okay. I descended the stairs like Lady Galadriel herself. And you're playing on your phone yes. that segment, that, that little clip from the movie where she says, I've passed the test. 
<laughs> it was brilliant. I sure know how to have fun. You do. It was an online proctored exam, which meant that I had to be in view of the camera the entire time, and no one else could be in view, nor could I have any animals or any noise. I wasn't even allowed to mumble the questions to myself under my breath. But you were certainly allowed to cough as much as you wanted. Yes, I did have to cough. I've been fighting this cold. I lost count of the times you were coughing. I was so worried that the proctor was going to call you out for coughing. I was too. Mm. Uh, uh, this online proctor situation explicitly states in the rule book that you must remain clothed for the duration of the test. And you know they wouldn't have that if it didn't happen no. before. If it hadn't happened. Yes. Um... So, yes, I'm a pimp. I have no idea how I passed above target scores in all categories. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Now you are a project management, you're a certified project manager, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, now, I don't know how excited they'll be about my scheduling skills because I originally scheduled for <laughs> Friday morning. And then, and then I had a colonoscopy. Yes. And I didn't tell you because I just didn't know that, that you had scheduled your test. Or, yeah. you know, I scheduled my colonoscopy first. Yes. But you scheduled test the same day. That and we hadn't had time day. to talk about it. Well, we're so busy. Well, yes. Yeah, so anyway, so you, you I said, oh, you said, I've got that test on Friday morning. And I said, no, 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 no. I've got, I've yes. got my colonoscopy and my endoscopy, which I've been prepping for for days. There was no way in hell I was about to move that. Right. right. So, so then I rescheduled for Thursday, mm -hmm. thinking that I was rescheduling for 12, 15, noon mm -hmm. on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Well, I went to log in for my test on Thursday noon and realized that I had scheduled for 12, 15, midnight a.m. I had slept through the test. Oh, my God. That's such a silly mistake. Well, it was ghastly. It was ghastly. So I had to call, make a special petition. They made a big deal out of telling me they're going to make a one-time exception oh, that I could take the test without paying more money. Well, you know, of course, you had just rescheduled. Yes. Yes. So, so then I was able to reschedule and take it on Saturday morning because that's the greatest time that anybody would love to take a test in the middle of Saturday morning when you've been sick all week. Yes. And I passed, so... I, I don't know so what I'm going to do with Well, myself. I was, of course, locked downstairs, yes. told to keep my mouth shut and not do a thing. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, I wasn't told to be silent. I did take a phone call from a friend, but I whispered the whole time yes. we were talking. As you and should have. As what? As you should have. As I should have, yes. And, of course, you had set me up to, to play with a video game, mm -hmm. you know, to, to like a child, just in case I get bored. I had my computer, and I had everything. So, so I, of course, tried, tried to play that video game. What's it called? Cup of Joe? Cuphead. Cuphead? Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's we have a adorable. Switch. It's beautiful to look at. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know why I allowed that to be the first game that he would play, because it's, it's impossibly, maliciously evil and hard to play. It's horrible. So, of course, I gave up on that after about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I learned how to do the moves and stuff like that, and then I started to wander around and encounter things. I was like, oh, I'm so bored. Well, now, do you like wandering and encountering things? Not really. Oh. I, I don't know. You You're know what I really explorer. like? Do you know what I really like? What? I like to play guitar. So what I really wanted to do is come up here. Guitar Hero. Uh, okay. That's not the same thing. So anyway. Well, agree to disagree. So I, I just watched. I don't know what I did. I read something and, and I worked for four hours. I just like caught up on email. I know. I know. I know. So anyway, we saw um, Maryland Symphony Orchestra last night in concert. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that 
the best. Oh, that's a great concert. Yes. Oh my God. So yesterday was the one year anniversary of my passing of my mother, right? And I've never heard the first piece in the program, which was Jennifer Higdon's Blue Cathedral. All lowercase, Blue Cathedral. Right. If you've never heard it, listener, I swear to God, you've got to listen, but find a good video of it because it's absolutely beautiful. It's The concept is that it's a blue, it is a glass cathedral floating in the heavens in the sky. And it's the idea that like as you pass, you you go into this cathedral as a spirit and you experience these things in a cathedral. And it's like a normal what sort of beautiful cathedral that we have here on the on on the you know on on earth if you will except that everything's made of glass so and the way that they described it was this you know the the, the sort of the high point of the song or the climax of the song there are these angels and saints all dancing around in the stained glass windows but the stained glass windows are all just clear glass but you can just make out these images oh my god it was it was extraordinary and i of course i wasn't expecting I, you know, I was sort of, you know, sort of primed, if you will, for, sure. for some grief. And But to hear this piece on the anniversary of my mother's passing, oh, my God, I wept. I just sat there quietly and wept. It was just extraordinarily... It, I listened to it twice again today. Just beautiful. Just so beautiful. So now, from the sublime... To the, to the beautiful. Ridiculous. World's finest number 161. This comic feels thicker than usual. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> it's an 80 page giant. It's a comic that's got 80 pages. An 80 page giant. An 80 page giant. Hey, hmm. you know I've got a soft spot for cavemen. Yes, you do. You married one. Uh, well, no, I didn't. Oh, I've got Mom Harry like a caveman. Yes, well, they'll wear your loincloth. You should have loincloth and wooden club. <laughs> Flint tools. <laughs> no, I mean legitimate cavemen, like Neanderthal cavemen. That's what I like. Oh, is that what, is that like what you a would've... different species? Oh, if you had married me, you would have married a completely different. Well, species. unfortunately, they're extinct, so oh. I went with the next best thing. Okay. Uh, now this caveman happens to be from Krypton. Yes. When his native planet Krypton exploded years ago, as you know, Rob Superman was saved and became a champion of justice on Earth. Mm -hmm. But suddenly. Another survivor arrives, and this newcomer possesses superpowers as well. Superpowers mm. that become a menace to Earth. Then it is that Superman, Batman, and Robin team up to launch an all-out fight against the most dangerous enemy they've ever faced. The, the caveman from Krypton. Krypton. Hey, yeah. by the way, all of our stories feature some team-ups. Well, yes, this is World's Finest, which is uh, the team-up book for Superman and Batman with Robin the Boy Wonder. Oh, okay, I'm probably going to be the only person involved in this podcast, either making it or listening to it, who has to be told that, right? Well... The, the World's Finest starring Superman and Batman. Yeah, Are they always like that, World's Finest? Yes, this is uh, now probably the sixth or seventh issue of World's Finest we've covered oh, in this podcast. So maybe I'm finally, after the sixth or seventh issue, I'm finally getting it. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't want to peek too early. Unlike The Brave and the Bold, which in this period features team-ups, usually of Batman, but sometimes of... You know, we had Metalman and Metamorpho teamed up and the Atom and the Metalman and I don't remember. Do you want me to stay awake? Yes. Then don't tell me shit like that. What? <laughs> After your lecture on classical music? <gasps> oh! Now, this whole story could have been avoided by just putting the caveman in an orphanage. He arrived <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. 
On the outskirts of Metropolis, a fiery object suddenly flashes from the sky. It's a meteor. It's fallen on the farm of old farmer Barry. Mm -hmm. And he's going to notify the observatory. (laughs) Sarah, get me the observatory. (laughs) Right Right away, farmer Barry. Uh, He was out fixing his fence, wasn't he? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, his fence is going to need fixing again after a meteor crashes (laughs) into the farm. Soon after, as the scientists approach the meteor, they find that it has cracked open and within is a startling sight, a caveman from oh. outer space. A caveman from outer space. A caveman from outer space. Great Scott. I can hear his heartbeat and he didn't even say a word. <laughs> Partridge Family is on the radio. I can hear his heartbeat and he didn't even say a word. There's a caveman from space and you're gonna be heard. Uh, he's in some kind of suspended animation, but he's alive because we can hear his heart. He's alive. He's alive. That caveman came from outer space and he knows that he's alive. Meanwhile, on a routine air patrol, Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder sight a crowd below landing. They learn of the mysterious visitor. Mm. Now, the scientists have taken the precaution of borrowing a cage from the zoo. Now, why didn't they just move the caveman to the zoo? Uh, since I'm a pimp, I'm going to do a benefit-cost analysis here. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The This cage is, let's say what, maybe 1,200 square feet. Okay. That's, that's incredible, um, considering that... Um, it, it's just slightly larger than the caveman, and our first house was 975 square feet. So I think okay, you need to so go back let's, to school. Uh, 12 times 12, 144 square feet okay, is what I meant go. to say. Okay. <laughs> there was no math on the examination. Okay. Uh, which means okay, it's probably pretty heavy, right? Okay. The cost of transporting this cage from the zoo, which is presumably in the city. Right. Will require equipment to move it. Require yes. equipment and personnel. Mm-hmm. We call that resources mm-hmm. in the business, mm-hmm. uh, for which they would have to contract the resources. Right. Uh, transport the cage. Yes. To the outskirts of town, mm-hmm. or at least to the rural. That's going to cost. That's going to require uh, equipment to move the cage from the floor to the to to the the truck, then. Transport it, and then take it to, and take the auxiliary equipment to move it from the truck onto the ground again. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, versus mm-hmm. just taking the caveman to the orphanage, Midvale Orphanage. <laughs> of course, then you have someone has to pay for his care. The taxpayers, right. obviously, right. but the taxpayers are paying this. You know these. Observatory doesn't have any. So, cash in your, in your cost-benefit analysis, uh-huh. which would have been the more pragmatic thing to do, that would have saved the taxpayers more money. Orphanage for sure. Oh, just throw it right in the orphanage. Yeah, listener, this person sitting across the table from me, who I adore, who I've been with for over thirty years now, I have been begging him so to let me buy a newer car, and wouldn't you know, he told me to do a cost-benefit analysis two weeks ago on this. And I'll be damned if he did it. I did it. And I put it down on the kitchen island with a note on it. Say, here's your cost-benefit analysis. 
And what was your what was your uh, judgment from that cost benefit analysis? Well, first of all, that that was a very passive aggressive way to go about it. But second of all, I, oh, that... no, 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 you were sleeping. Uh... Oh, okay, forgive, forgive. Okay, okay. go ahead. Uh, but second of all, that yes, we do need a new car. Thank you. Cost benefit the... analysis was successful. Yes. Or else you just need to go to an orphanage. You can drive the. <laughs> Is that your solution? Yes, you could drive the orphanage car around. You could <laughs> take the children into town for ice cream and whatnot. Oh, God. Meanwhile, in Metropolis's Daily Planet, reporter Clark Kent, who is secretly Superman, gets an assignment. Clark, there's a report that a caveman landed in a meteor at Barry's farm. Sounds phony to me, but check it out. A caveman? This might lead to trouble. I'd better switch to my Superman identity just in case. That's a thought bubble. Of course, he's not telling Perry that he's secretly of Superman. Not. Elsewhere... Back at the farm, the caveman mm. starts moving. This caveman in his He's supine position. Bent. <laughs> my goodness gracious. I told you. Lying, lying on his back with a knee bent like that and looking all muscular and mm -hmm. rough. Those cavemen are famously muscular. Mm -hmm. uh, the brute man looks about in bewilderment and savagely grabs the bars, rips the bars apart. Batman and Robin get out their silken ropes. Silken ropes? He's bending those bars, Robin. Get out your silken rope. <laughs> He's bending those iron bars, Robin. Get out your silken rope. I mean, I guess... We're gonna, what are they going to do? Tickle him? Well, silk is tickle, a strong fiber, tickle, right? It's tickle. the strongest fiber on earth. Uh, tickle, tickle, caveman. <laughs> I guess that's a no on the silk. I have no idea. So they're going to try to lash the caveman's arms to his sides to render him helpless. But of course, the caveman just flings him aside. Mm. At that instant, Superman arrives at eye-blurring speed and headbutts the caveman. But and he, it's like crashing into a wall. Yes, he gets the surprise of his life. It's just like immovable force. What's that phrase? Immovable object and irresistible force. When un irresistible force such as you meets an immovable caveman chest like mine is that something's got to give something's got to give something's got to give what is that julie london ella fitzgerald well your voice sounds more like julie london because that's how she sang something's oh, okay. got to give something's got to give something's got to give okay all right so um then the two, get the, the two tops get into a tussle don't they <laughs> You missed my uh, Dixie McCall reference. Oh, no. Who's Dixie McCall? Nurse Dixie McCall on Emergency. That oh was my... Julie London. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Dixie. Who goes by Dixie? But Beagles. Uh, <laughs> thus begins a raging battle of the Titans. Arrgh. Uh, well, poor Farmer Barry's going to lose his tractor because he... Caveman throws I, it at Superman. You know, Fort Farmer Barry was out there mending his fence, and yes. all of a sudden a caveman comes down from outer space. They bring a giant uh, uh, zoo cage onto his land, which of yes. course is going to leave a mark. Uh -huh. And the, the, then the caveman destroys it. Then the caveman picks up poor Farmer Barry's tractor and throws it at Superman. But you know, you know what? Talk about cost-benefit analysis. The end of the day is not looking really good. Look at the tractor on the next page. Yes. And then ruined. if someone's about to lose some some vital oil reserves. Oil. Bruce Wayne better get his checkbook out. And. What? A, and a, a silo. A grain silo. There's yes. a lot of destruction happening. Yes. Yes. Go on. So uh, the caveman springs up into the air. You might say he leaps Tall buildings in a single bound. Well, there's not a building on there. No. Well, but it's a tree. It's a tall tree. 
uh, he surprises himself by his own feat of leaping into the air, and he crashes into an oil tank, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, lets all the oil loose onto the land. And then in shock, the caveman looks back at the tank because he can't believe it. He uses his x-ray right. vision, but then accidentally sets, sets it on fire. on fire, which famously x-rays don't set things on fire. He must have meant heat vision. Yeah. Superman's just confused. Yes. Like all primitive creatures, however, the caveman is afraid of fire. So, of course, he flies away. Um, never mind that cavemen harnessed fire, leading to our modern world, but I guess that's too advanced for 1957. This is a reprint, by the way. Yeah, there's lots of stuff in here like this. Night, uh, so the caveman makes an escape. Superman can't pursue him because he's got to put this fire out. Batman, of course, has a fire extinguisher in the Batmobile, but this fire is too big for a little car fire extinguisher, so Superman's going to fly on over to the Metropolis Vinegar Company. <laughs> right? He's got to buy. He's got to borrow enough vinegar and baking soda to fill a silo. He borrows... Well, how, uh, where's one going to find vinegar, to enough vinegar and baking soda to fill a silo? At the Metropolis Vinegar Company. Clearly. Why doesn't he use his freeze breath? Does he even have freeze breath? Because this is an oil fire. You have to douse it with chemicals. You can't just blow it out. Okay. Uh, so Superman borrows an empty farm silo. Borrow. Mm-hmm. He's not going to return it, is he? He's going to fill it with vinegar and baking soda. <laughs> yeah, then he's going to blow it. As everyone knows, baking soda and vinegar combine to form the same type of foam used in fire extinguishers. Is that true? I didn't bother to look it up. I just I... assumed it was something new I was going to learn when I read the comic. Like a new fact. You know, now with his super breath, he will blow the foam over the entire area and smother the flame. He, you know, he could have just he could have just put that silo over the top of that fire and capped off the top, and yes, it would have exhausted itself. He could have flown oxygen. in super speed in a circle and drawn the fire up into the atmosphere. <laughs> now look at that; they're staring over that that zoo that zoo cage, cage. which now is ruined and has to be repaired. It's well, another taxpayer expense. Superman could fix that in a heartbeat. But he's not, he's not fixing anything. He's moving on. I well, But he could, couldn't he? Because he built an orphanage in, in a matter of a day or not, an hour or so. Yeah, why didn't he build an orphanage and put that cave man in it? <laughs> now, it was hospitally built. Superman can't believe his eyes. The meteor is composed of elements that are only found on his native planet of Krypton. But he said... But, and Batman says, but even on your early... on your Excuse me, on your planet, early men must have been extinct. How could this one still be alive inside a meteor? Well, well I can imagine what happened. The yeah. great scientist, the thinker that Superman is, he says, um, he must have been trapped in a lava pit where the chemical reaction of these combined elements created a strange gas that kept him in a suspended animation. A million years passed as man on Krypton evolved until Krypton exploded and the hard core of lava encasing him was flung into space. That tracks. Absolutely. Sure. All this time, he must have been drifting through space before being drawn into Earth's orbit. And coming from Krypton, he has superpowers here, as I do, Batman. We must find and stop the caveman before his superpowers become a menace to Earth. I'd say they've already become a menace to Earth. Yeah, look at that. Look at the story headlines. headlines. My goodness. The Daily Planet, caveman from Krypton. The The Gazette Gazette says, caveman awakens from suspended animation. The Evening Telegram, caveman superpowers menace Metropolis. Wow. Meanwhile, the caped crime fighters... Well, hold up. Are you telling me that 
Metropolis has three daily newspapers. Well, you lived in Columbus, didn't you have two? Only two, though. Yes, and you had a morning and an evening edition, didn't you? Yes, we had the Citizen Journal in the morning, that had the best comics. Then we had the Dispatch at night, that had Ann Landers. Oh. Meanwhile, the caped crime fighters have split up into two search teams as Superman covers this sec a sector of the city. Great. Scott, the caveman, must have rampaged through the zoo because there's two elephants stampeding in terror down the streets of Metropolis. Hmm. And Superman does his favorite thing, snatching up animals by their tails and flinging them around in a circle. Uh, yeah, uh, I was just aghast when I read this. I don't think there's going to be any damage done to those elephants by having a thin wire quickly lassoed around their legs, spun into circles, and thrown back to Body the Body slammed onto the asphalt. No. Of course there's going to be some serious damage done to them. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's They're fine. elephants. Meanwhile, in another part of the city, the caveman is robbing a jewelry shop. Mm. He's got a suitcase in hand full of jewels. He's busting through the window of the jewelry <gasps> shop. That reminds me of a simple story, a very quick story I'm going to tell you. Yes. So... Last week or the or the end of the week before, I had been trying to get my battery changed in my watch because you know I love to wear a watch, mm -hmm. and I had this watch that you gave me that beautiful watch, that turquoise and coral watch band, right? Mm -hmm. I always get comments on that every time I wear it. I get comments on it sure. for almost every day, really. Yeah. So I go into the only jewelry store we have in town, which is Christian Kane Jewelers, mm -hmm. which is like this beautiful, beautiful place, right? I walk in the front doors, and they all turn and stare at me, and no one said a word. What? They all just stared at me, and I walked in, and I said, hello? And they said, good morning. I said, I, I could come back later. <laughs> and they said, oh, no, no, no. And then somebody gets up, and they go over to the countertop, and they take my thing. I guess they were having a staff meeting or something, and I, the doors were unlocked. I just walked right in, but it was the strangest thing. I've never seen the entire team gathered around like that. In one place, I mean, there were probably eight people sitting there, and they all turned at me, and no one said anything. And I had the strangest suspicion that he was delivering some bad news to them. Oh. I mean, that could only explain why everyone would look at a customer walking in, and no one would say a word. And I was dressed up like I was for work, so I had sure. like a tie, I had on a sport coat, and, and I was dressed nicely. That's why I was going to ask if you were accidentally dressed like a caveman. Or no, something. I was I was dressed nice. I, it was the weirdest thing you'd expect ever going into a store. Well, I just I made a whole story about how was he telling them they were going to close down the business or something like that. Well, are they getting business? Because aren't they still in the hotel? Yes, they're in that damage? old abandoned hotel. <laughs> They had the fire damage in their store, and they had to move across the street to the abandoned hotel. Well, in my story, he was telling them that how much, what their timeline is for closing up that store and moving to a new location. Well, then why did they all... They should have looked excited. I'm, well, I don't know. Maybe he was giving them all assignments, and they were all things they didn't want to do. Oh, like inventory and whatnot? God knows. You know, it's a beautiful store, and they have that beautiful setup in there. It's really quite lovely. I've never been. I'm not much Oh, you've never jewelry. seen it? Oh, he travels all over the world and gets inspiration from architecture and makes jewelry specific to different regions of the world. It's just delightful. You should go in there sometime. Well, maybe I will, mm. but... Okay. Anyway. I'm afraid of abandoned hotels. Now, well, you can imagine how strange it is just to walk into a jewelry store, have eight people sitting around a table, just all look at you, and no one greets you. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. Okay, you should file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> well, the owner was right there. Still, okay. even more so. Um, now, Batman thinks he can handle this caveman from Krypton. Mm -hmm. What? He's already been flung across Farmer Barry's field with abandon. Sure. 
But Batman's onto something, isn't he? Yes, Batman's knotted fist lands flush on his target and staggers the hulking figure. Robin says, <gasps> That might have been Robin's first line. The, it is. The British, the British, brutish, same difference. The brutish figure suddenly turns and races fearfully away from the pursuing Batman. Batman is in hot pursuit. They run into the Natural History Museum's outdoor exhibit of dinosaur. Outdoor exhibit of dinosaur. And it has an in, in, in quotes, fossils. Yeah, because they're actually models made of cement. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody run. The caveman's got a gun. Uh, what? A caveman with a gun? Suddenly, Batman does an acrobatic flip over the top of a jutting horn of a triceratops and tackles the caveman. Mm-hmm. It isn't a real caveman. It's a crook in makeup. But how did Batman know? Because Detective work. That's how. He saw immediately the tight mark around his wrist, obviously made by the tight wristwatch band. Speaking of wristwatches. That's why I shared that story. Oh, I, it's all coming together exactly. now. Exactly. I'm not a complete idiot. Okay. Listener, okay. I know what exactly what listener is going to send me. Some sort of comment about another tangent. At that moment, the real caveman appears on a nearby rooftop with a grunting ugh, uh, leaps down to the street, grabs the fake caveman, flings up into the air, and the fake caveman thinks, I've got an idea. The fake caveman and the real caveman look exactly egg, like twins. Exactly. Yeah. So the Neither f- one of which is handsome at all. No. Yeah. The fake caveman takes the real caveman to his gangland hideout... Uh, and whispers to his boss, he thinks I'm his pal, boss. I can get him to do anything, see? With his amazing strength, he can bust open banks for us. And who's this giant-headed boss? Uh, that's Jojo Joffrey, or what's his name? He looks like Lex Luthor. Jojo Groff. He looks like Lex Luthor. He does look like Lex Except Luthor. Except his head is giant. Yeah. Uh, smart thinking, Pete. Let's get this caveman on the dole. Meanwhile, having summoned Superman... Batman explains the situation. Yes, the crook may try to use the caveman for crime, so we've got to locate his hideout. He dropped his pistol, which I'm going to take to the Batcave to check out. And Superman has an idea. In the Batcave, Batman dusts the gun for fingerprints and compares them with the microfile of known thugs. Disguised as the caveman, Pete couldn't wear gloves, so he had to leave prints on the gun. Pete Waller, he's a member of Jojo Groff's gang. At that moment, in an isolated sector outside Metropolis, Superman begins a Herculean task. So he is distorting the shape of every tree in this region. He's ruining the landscape. Well, an isolated sector, this is either private property Mm -hmm. or state property. (laughs) Private property. Or city property. Or city property. Uh... Superman is just distorting the tree shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and Robin, meanwhile, are on the wharf where all crime happens. Of course, I knew right away when he was distorting the tree shapes. Tree shapes, I knew exactly what he was doing. Did you? Oh, I did. I really did. Right away. Speaking of which, go ahead. Yesterday was the 90th anniversary of the premiere of King Kong, greatest horror movie ever made. Really? Yes. Huh. Uh, so they track down Jojo's hideout, which is in a garage, mm-hmm. which is a front for his criminal activities. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the caveman, the super caveman, captures them, and they are tied up inside... With, with their silken ropes. With their silken ropes. <laughs> 
And it looks like JoJo's got a big chunk of kryptonite. Mm-hmm. After they pull their bank job, he's going to expose the caveman to kryptonite and Superman too, in case he tries to butt in. And off they go on a merry crime spree. Moments later, as the caveman is helping them escape by lifting their car aloft in the air. That's a fantastic car design, oh by God, the way. Oh, God. Would you love to have a car like that? It's a Bel Air, I think. Mm. Uh, the caveman notices the strange... It's a little long for a Bel Air. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the caveman notices the strange landscape down below. It's a trap. Superman changed the landscape so it would look like the terrain of ancient... Krypton, knowing that the caveman would think this was his home and stop here. That's why I said King Kong, because he thought the Empire State Building was his right. home. So now that he's caught the caveman off guard, he's going to try to subdue him. Yep. And giant-headed Jojo says, not when I get that kryptonite out of the car. <laughs> throws the kryptonite right at the feet of Superman and caveman. Yes. Meanwhile, in the garage, Batman has managed to make his way to a car with an open door, and he's pushing the lighter on the car's dashboard. I have a problem with this. What, the engine has to be on? No, no, you could actually, back then, you could actually light a lighter without the engine being turned on. Yeah. Um, No, uh, I know, because I actually did something horrible to my parents' car one time when I was bored. They left us in the car for a long time, and I I reached forward and grabbed the lighter and pushed it in and lit it up. Then I took it i was a child i took the lighter and i burned little holes in the back of the headrest in their vinyl seat oh yeah oh god i got in such trouble for that oh of course i mean who the hell does that oh god i was a terrible child so um uh no the problem with it is that batman holds it in his teeth and he uses the the electric lighter to burn through the ropes holding robin's arms fast Uh uh-huh the heat generated from the lighter, by the way, it dissipates very, very quickly. It, yeah. There's no way in hell that it could be kept hot enough to burn through the ropes even long enough to start a flame. Not only that, Batman's got it held in his teeth. It yeah. is way too hot to do that. He would suffer some burns from his, on, on, his, on the tissues around his teeth, or, or on his gums or his mouth by holding that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a clever... It it's a, no. Uh, not that long. Sure, I used to smoke with the car lighter. You push it in, pull it out, and you hold it in your fingers as long as you need to light your cigarette. You can't hold it that long in your teeth. Well, there's a handle. You're not holding the heated It's part. too close to his mouth. It's not. He's holding it with his teeth. His lips, look how his lips are curled. How back. about if we disagree to disagree? How about if we go buy an old car, a classic Bel Air, okay. for example. Uh, Bel Air, 90s, you know, yes. Okay. And test it out. Uh, if that's... I'll tie you up, oh, and then okay. I'll push the lighter in with my teeth. Okay. And see how long it t- if you takes you to get free. that lighter in our beautifully restored Bel Air to try to prove a point and burn a hole in our vinyl seats, I will be so upset with you. Because uh, it'll be me fixing it. You might be upset, but you'll still be tied up. So, <laughs> what, me worry? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So the caveman is there in the ancient Krypton landscape with Superman. They're passed out because of the kryptonite. They are unconscious. Batman and Robin get the kryptonite away, and the caveman immediately wakes up and punches them all into a pile. Yeah, exactly. Three of them punch him into a pile, or get punched into a pile. Superman heads after him in the sky. Batman and Robin head after him in the Batmobile. The caveman is chasing the criminals. 
Yeah. And, and he picks up the car and tosses them over the side to their death. Yep. Luckily, of course, Superman's not going to let anyone die on his watch. Nope. Because he wants to send him to trial. Uh, Batman's dealing with the crooks now. Superman's going to deal with the caveman. But suddenly, the caveman passes out. And he dies. Dead. He dies. I don't understand. But Superman does. For years, while he was drifting in space, he was bombarded by cosmic rays. And those rays, combined with the rays of kryptonite, finally finished him. Poor feller. <laughs> Batman says. All he wanted to do was go home. But he didn't know Krypton was destroyed years ago. He thought that area I landscaped was the planet he knew, his home. We'll let it be his final resting place. Yes. The cavemen will find peace at last. I guess they bury him in that recently tr transfigured landscape. Twas beauty killed the beast. <laughs> Are they going to leave just the landscape like that? Sure. It'll grow back. You, will it? Because yeah, he's all totally. uh, distorted all the trees Why? and the rocks. You've and seen what happens after natural forest fires. Very and dangerous pointy landslides. rocks. Yeah, things. I know. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. They could turn it into a city park and raise money for the orphanage. <laughs> All right. Well, so what you know, do you think of that story? Well, I like cavemen and I like, you know, tragic endings like that. So was, I loved it. It was good. You know who else has superpowers? Who? Batwoman. How is that possible? Well, she's taken some kind of a pill. You know how ladies are. They'll just take anything that <laughs> falls out of their purse. Okay. So before we continue. Yes. Disclaimer. Yes. This story uh -huh. is loaded with so many ridiculous, sexist tropes. Welcome to the 50s. It is, I mean, this is one for the books. This is also a reprint from 1959 mm -hmm. uh, featuring Batwoman. Were you aware of Batwoman? No, I was not aware of Batwoman. I knew nothing about her. Batwoman was yes. introduced in the 1950s as a... Sometime partner for Batman, she was introduced to offset the homosexual panic instituted by Dr. Frederick Wortham. Excuse me, uh, yes. are you homosexual, please? Well, people thought that Batman and Robin and Alfred all living together in the house was fishy, so they had to get some dames in there and ruin so everything. Aunt Harriet. Uh, Batwoman is Kathy Kane, a circus stunt stylist and trapeze artist, and a longtime admirer of Batman. And when she received a considerable inheritance, she decided to become a costumed crime fighter patterned after her idol. Uh, she had a mansion constructed atop an abandoned mine tunnel, which became her version of the Batcave and filled the mine with a state-of-the-art crime laboratory. Did she know how to use it? She constructed her own bat cycle, designed a feminine version of the Craped Crusader's costume in dashing red and yellow tones okay and embarked upon her new career as the batwoman hmm. unfortunately while she could more than hold her own in physical combat batwoman lacked the detective abilities that made batman the world's greatest manhunter thus she often teamed with batman and robin and rarely worked alone except for a brief time when she worked as a team with her niece betty who operated as the original Batgirl that is hyphenated. Okay. Batgirl wore Christmassy colors, red and green. Okay. Uh, 
Kathy tried retirement for a time, buying a small circus to keep herself occupied, but unfortunately, Kathy found retirement boring, and shortly after donning her Batwoman costume once more, she was murdered. Murdered? By the villainous bronze tiger as a ploy in a struggle between Raz al Ghul and the League of Assassins. My goodness. Yes. Uh, but she's got Moxie. Yeah, and she's alive right and, now. Yeah, this issue. In, in this, issue. this issue, this story actually is only her third appearance. She had appeared in Detective Comics. I can't remember the number, and a follow-up story in Batman number one hundred five. And this now is her third appearance. Period. Now she's got quite a mask. It's a very uh, yes, looks like moth distinctive wings. <laughs> it's huge mask. Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, the dynamic duo of Gotham City, and Superman, the mighty man of steel of Metropolis, have often joined forces. But now this tremendous trio faces an unprecedented situation when that glamorous girl detective, the Batwoman, sets out to learn their greatest secret. For a strange chain of events gives her superpowers, and they find themselves matched against the the Super Super Batwoman. One fateful afternoon, as reporter Clark Kent walks home along a Metropolis street... He hears the alarm siren at Metropolis Prison, mm-hmm. and off he goes as Superman. What seems to be the trouble, Warden? Well, their most dangerous prisoner has escaped. Elton Craig, the super thief that you and Batman captured earlier in a different story that we are not reading right now or referencing at all. <laughs> Craig boasted to other prisoners that he had a superpower capsule hidden outside and was going to get it. Well, those are the capsules that give anyone temporary superpowers. The capsules were made long ago by my father. Wait, what? Superman, as you know, was born on the planet Krypton, and his father, the scientist Jor-El, sent his baby to Earth in a rocket ship. Uh, he is expecting that he and his wife, Lara, would also go to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew that they would have superpowers there. But should we lose those powers, these capsules will renew our powers temporarily. Huh. So I guess they put the capsules there in the rocket. So do they frequently do this in comics, like when they invent a new thing, like, you know, capsules that yeah. will give you... They, they do flashbacks to give it credibility, make yeah. up something. Sure, you know? yes. Okay. It's oh. called... Uh... Oh, what's that called? Oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? Retroactive continuity. Thank you. Retcon. Retcon. Yes. Thank you. Such a common term I should have had at the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh no, they forgot to put the capsules in the rocket. Because as you know, the baby had to go in the model rocket. Yes. Which was only big enough to fit him. Now when Krypton exploded, just like the caveman, the super capsules were blasted into space. And years later, the box of superpower capsules fell on Earth and the crook Craig found them. So Earth becomes the constant recipient of Krypton's trash. Yes, exactly. Uh, Years, yeah, the box fell and the capsule was found. Now, the capsule only gives superpowers for 24 hours. But even that would be too much for a criminal to have superpowers. Of course. Imagine what sort of damage... Superman could do to the Earth in 24 hours if he was had been given 24 hours to do nothing but horrible things. Today. Yes, to look at General Zod. Mm. Now, on the television news, we hear that Elton Craig has escaped. And you know who else hears it? Elton John. Bruce Wayne and Dick. 
<laughs> Craig must be caught before he acquires superpowers. Come on! So in the Batcave hidden under the Wayne Mansion, a swift change to Batman and Robin, and they take off. Uh, to team they, up once again. Yes, they figure this must be, uh, he must be hiding out in his old hideout. That's where the capsule must be. Next panel, we get this flaxen-haired, wide-eyed dame. She looks like Jane Russell. She does. Kathy Kane. Uh, I, who was once Batwoman, could help Superman and Batman in this emergency. Even though Batman discovered my identity and insisted I give up my career. That was her earlier appearance. Okay. Found out who she was and ordered her to not fight crime anymore. Mm, She has men. Right. Yeah. Uh, But she takes off on her bat cycle. God, would I love to, to, to once ride a bike that looks just like that. God, that is a beautiful bike. It's got monster fat tires on it. Yeah. A, uh, a, a twin engine. Mm-hmm. And it has bat wings in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah. It's got a little uh, bucket seat, I think. A pan seat. It's got a pan seat. Um, that's not comfortable. That's only okay for just darting about. That's not good for comfortable for long rides. But... Um, Oh, that's got some beautiful wings on it. Big fat tires. Now, if she can figure out where this capsule's hid, then that will show Batman what she can do, and he won't order her around no more. Mm. So she reaches the sign, the site of the hideout where Superman and Batman are already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wheels up and says, ah, I knew you wouldn't mind if I went into action just this once to help you. So this is your classic trope of a woman trying to help out men and the men saying, we know better than you. You can't help us. Right. You know, you saw this a lot in a lot of the kids uh, television shows with the younger kids trying to help out. And the bigger kids like, go on now, get out of here. And then the little kid tries to help and the little kid gets himself in trouble. Yeah. She, however, is not going to get herself in trouble, but she's these two badass um uh, what's the word i'm looking for misogynists yes uh will spend the remainder of this comic talking down to her mansplaining to her Uh which is infuriating uh they order her to go home she says all right so she's on her way home but her sleuthing instincts suddenly discern instincts instinct did i say insects (laughs) you said instincts I haven't even had a drink yet. No. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) She notices an old abandoned chemical factory near Craig's hideout, which would have lead tanks in it. And it would be ideal hiding place for the capsule, right? Yes, because Superman can't see it with his x-ray vision. Well, of course, lead becomes a prominent feature in the rest of the city. Yeah, I'll say. Yes. So, indeed, Craig is inside hiding the capsule. Digging with his hands. Retrieving the capsule, which was previously hidden underneath one of these lead tanks. Uh, Batwoman comes up from behind, grabs the capsule. He's about to beat her up to get that capsule back. What do you think she does? She takes it. Now, I have to... I'm going to assume that the capsule is actually inside of some sort of metallic tube. Because, do you see what she's holding in her hand? That's like a cigar. There's no way she swallows that. I think what happens is that the capsule is inside a like cigar like tube protector. Yes. Like a vitamin. And then she takes that capsule because otherwise the girl would be like dying. <laughs> There's no way. No anything could swallow that. She was a circus performer. No, 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 no. no. She's, a, she's like, she's probably like, took it up, gulp, 
I don't know. My grandmother, Mrs. White, she could take 20 pills and swallow them with no water. Are you just kidding? Pop them no. Oh, my God. It was God. amazing. Oof. Never seen anything like it. Okay. So, anyway, she takes this tablet, right? Yep. And boom, or capsule. Yes. And she instantly is, has superpowers. She is awesome. Here we go. She scoops up Craig in one of these metal tanks, flies it over to Superman and Batman. I got. I caught Craig. I'll be bye. back in I'll a be second. Bye. She takes him to prison. She returns with her superpower of flight seconds afterwards, and explains that she had to take the capsule to keep it Craig from having it. And then, of course, Batman starts mansplaining. Your Jesus, superpowers will guy. only last for twenty-four hours. This bastard. Oh, the lion, the witch, and the audacity of this <laughs> asshole. No kidding. Oh, God. So much Superpowers can be dangerous. You must go home and stay safely quiet until your, your powers, powers have faded, faded away. away. Good. Batman, I am tired of your bossing me. a girl. Just because you found out my identity, you think you're superior or keep lecturing me. Well, let me tell you something, mister. But it's only for your own good. I'm going to find out your secret identities. I won't tell anyone, but that'll keep you from bossing me. Now, using her new power of x-ray vision, don't you think Batman just looks right through Batman and Robin's masks? But her x-ray vision won't penetrate your mask. That's because when we saw you had superpowers, well, actually, when we saw you had superpowers, (laughs) to protect ourselves, we had Superman line our masks with lead from that old factory. Couldn't she just use her massive quick super speed and just rip those masks right off her face and get it over with right then? She could, or she could have, you know, used her x-ray vision while she was flying the guy to prison before they put the lead in their masks. Yeah. And she wouldn't, nobody'd be the wiser. We have a guy at my work who mansplains to other men. Really? He is a man on mansplainer. Oh my God, oh my God, I've never heard that term before. Did you just make that up? I made it up the other day during a meeting. (gasps) Man on mansplainer, that is fantastic. This bitch will uh, start saying, well, actually, that works like something, something, something. And then he'll get to the end of the sentence and say, well, actually, I'm not sure how it works. So he man on mansplains and then gets to the end of the sentence and says he doesn't know what he's talking about. That sounds like some a text that a listener sent to me recently, how much he enjoyed me um, explaining something and then contradicting myself afterward. <laughs> Are you a man on mansplainer? I don't pay attention to anything that comes out of my mouth when I do this podcast. Know. God bless you. It's now, all extemporaneous. From now on, yes. Batwoman is out to learn your secrets. I don't want to obstruct you in your vital work, so I'll declare a truce whenever you're on a mission. But other times, look out! <laughs> She is the best. I love her. With Now, Superman, with superpowers, she could likely find out who we are, and that would be risky for us. Crooks might trick the secret identities out of her. Might trick the might secret trick. identities well, out of her. You know how women are, how they'll fall for flattery oh my every God. time. <sighs> yes, so the trio of men head to Gotham City. They notice that Batwoman is still following them, trying to trail Batman and Robin back to the Batcave. I can see you! So they decide to separate so that she can't follow both of them. And she decides to follow Batman and Robin. Now, they've got some kind of scheme cooked up, because Mm -hmm. Superman says, if she follows you instead of me, I'll carry out our scheme before I go back to my job as Clark Kent. He says his name aloud. She's got super hearing, Superman. (sighs) Ah. Now, Batman does have to admit that she's clever, as well as super. She does decide to follow Batman and Robin. 
Uh, she'll be hard to evade, but they're going to give it the old college try. So they try to evade her. They let's go to the fire. Yes, there's a fire. They head to the fire. They're trying to tunnel and use tunnels across the city to evade her. But of course, she's got got extra vision. Yes. They go to help with this disaster call. And there is a fire on the top floor. They can't get through. There's a man who is trapped on the roof. So Batwoman uh, grabs one of those water tanks on top of the skyscraper and dumps it on top of the building, thus putting out the fire. Batman and Robin take the moment to evade her jump back into the Batmobile and get into the Gotham Storage Battery Company. Yes. It's a warehouse full of storage batteries with their lead plates. It'll screen them from her X-ray vision. Yeah. They're going to stay there until she's gone. But she doesn't give up easily. She flies up into the air and she's going to make an X-ray survey of all of Gotham City. After long hours of search, she finds a cave underneath a mansion and she says... That's it. The Batcave. I found it. And is, and soon, when the dynamic duo arrives, Batwoman! Yes, Batman. I found your Batcave. And I know who lives in the mansion overhead. Your secret identity. Now I know your identity. I'll find out Superman's before my powers disappear. Bye. You two will never boss me around again, Bye. mister. She flies away. Now... Superman's going to need all the help we can give him, Robin. We've got to get to Metropolis right away to keep his secret safe. And Robin starts to have doubts. Doesn't he? He sure does. He says, but Batman... Uh, oh, I guess you're right. Meanwhile, with Superman again in his Clark Kent identity at the Daily Planet in Metropolis, a teletype flash is coming across the teletype that the town of Mountainville is threatened by an avalanche. Mountainville. Uh, Clark says, you get the story, Lois. I'd better locate Superman to handle that threat. Swiftly changing back to Superman in an unused basement room of the planet building, he says to himself, at least thinking, the lead type metal in the... The lead type metal. Type metal. Type. The typography. The typography in the printing rooms just overhead will keep Batwoman's x-ray vision from seeing me in case she's watching Metropolis. Now, I have a friend who is a type... What's the word? He creates his own fonts. He he. It's his hobby. He makes these beautiful, beautiful handmade newsletters, mm-hmm. and he fashions his own fonts. He fashions his own printing. He has his own printing press in his basement. Is he a fontanelle? I don't know what it's called. Um, not a, a typesetter, but I mean, it's more than that. Right. He, he actually creates calligrapher. I I don't know. Anyway, uh, they do use lead in in the sure. process. Yeah. In the prints, yeah. Now Batwoman is watching, for as the Man of Steel zooms skyward, uh, he explains that he's on the way to stop this avalanche. Batwoman declares a truce truce, and is going to help him. And as soon as the emergency is over, I'll discover your identity as I did Batman's. Ha 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 ha! So they speed to Mountainville. The avalanche has started. The big boulders are rolling toward town. But Superman instructs Batwoman on how to smash them to smithereens. So they get into a Super Smash Brothers fight yeah. with the boulders. It's really quite exciting. They're turning them into, they're pulverizing these boulders into dust. Right. And she says, it's wonderful to have super strength. It would be wonderful to have I'll super say. strength. For, even for 24 hours. With the danger of the avalanche conquered, uh, Batwoman declares that the truce is off. I'm going to trail you. Because sooner or later, you'll have to change back to your everyday identity and clock back in. So, 
Superman's got to get her off his tail. Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin see Superman with Batwoman trailing close behind. Batman deduces that her plan is to just trail him until he has to go back to work. Right. Superman and Batwoman encounter a thunderstorm. He takes her up into the thunderstorm thinking that, you know, maybe she will be scared. He's, but she's, he's trying to frighten her. Right, because she's a woman. Uh, lightning storm doesn't do it. No, she thinks it's fantastic. Then he takes her to a, an explosive test range. Yep, that doesn't work. Oh my God, I forgot. I just remembered rather <laughs> where this is going. Wait this for is, it, listener. Oh, okay, here we go. They take a dive over Niagara Falls, which doesn't frighten her either. But Superman's got an idea. One thing that's <laughs> sure to scare her off. I've got it he returns to metropolis and a street of empty and condemned old houses and walks right in walks up on an abandoned front porch and what do you think batwoman says eek there are mice in this old house i can't go in there so he women famously all women are scared of are mice. scared of mice yes i told you there are so many tropes of sexist tropes in this it's sure to just to not disappoint our misogynist listeners i'm surprised there's not an old chair there on the... i need to re-say that what yes because i know our listeners are not misogynists no no um, not at all so i would say there's so many ridiculous sexist tropes in here i'm sure there are lots of people laughing right along with us i'm surprised there's not a chair there on the porch for her to hop up on and <laughs> stamp around eek 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 <laughs> lifting uh, up her cape in her hand a superman you dick i thought that would stop her and since I made sure there's lead-bearing rock in the ground here, she can't see where I'm from above he's tunneled into the ground. But she's away from very her. clever because when yes, he emerges she miles is. away, there she is waiting for him like a spider in a web. This is Batwoman. But yes. she couldn't see where I was going. She goes, no, but with super hearing, I could hear you drilling all along on the underground. Echo and location just like a bat. Easily, you idiot. All right, then. I'll wait you out. Your superpowers will soon fade, and then I can shake you off easily. <laughs> you've lost. No, you've lost. I've kept you away from your everyday identity job for many hours. And remember, I saw the city block in Metropolis where you came from. I'll go back through that block office by office, and so help me, Hannah. I will find out who's been explain- unexplainably missing from this job for hours. That was her plan all the time. I'll be sunk when she finds out Clark Kent has been absent all that time. You big ape, you will always be outsmarted by the cleverness of a woman. But. Always. When the Batwoman reaches the last office in the block, the Daily Planet editorial office, here's Lois, chirpy Lois. Why no, everyone's been here the last few hours. Clark Kent, Perry, all of us. Of course, Bat, uh, Superman's right there. He goes, yeah. but how can Clark Kent be here when I'm Clark Kent? And he goes, oh. Oh, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Batwoman's going to do a recheck of the neighborhood, but what do you think happens? She loses her powers her and falls powers out the window. Just worn off. She's tumbling to the ground. Superman leaps out the window and rescues her. She faints, of course, because she's a woman. And uh, Clark Kent rushes out and says, you caught her. So there's no reason for Clark Kent's presence any longer. Good old Batman. He used his disguise skill to make up as Clark Kent and take my place when he figured out her plan. Mm. Clever boy. Well, you figured out my plan somehow, Superman, Batwoman says when she wakes up. But anyway, I did learn Batman's identity. Mm. Are you sure, Kathy? Mm. Let me give you and Batman and Robin a lift back to Gotham City. 
And after a super fast lift, yes, she points out the bat cave that she found. And in the house above live John Martin and his son. They are secretly Batman and Robin. He goes, no, that's a fake bat cave, says Superman. I dug out fast with Martin's permission before I left Gotham City. Martin gave him permission to dig a cave underneath his giant mansion and construct a road leading to that cave? I mean, I guess if Superman calls you up on the phone, hey, can I build a cave under your house? Sure. All right, thanks, buddy. Uh... The real Batcave had been shielded with a lead ceiling. A shield. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so, and Batman and Robin are not the Martins who are up there right now. Well, now I can fill you on in this fake Batcave. Now I can fill in this big, fake Batcave again. Scott, sorry. She is just... Oh, and I was so sure I'd succeeded. Oh, All right, thing. you and Batman have won. I'll go back home and never be Batwoman again. Oh, well, of course, this last panel takes a nice little turn, doesn't yes. it? Yes. No, Batwoman, we think you've won. You showed such cleverness and courage that I can't ask you to drop your career completely. Just be careful, little lady. Oh, Batman, Superman, you're darlings after all. No, Kathy, they're not darlings. No, they're they not. are assholes, and you need to set up your own Business. gig, yeah. girl. So, I'm well, surprised that you didn't have us do this alien episode. This alien. Which one? The 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 um Robin's likeness gets eaten by an alien or some, some stupid like that. Well, um, I do have my reasons. This, of course, listener is an 80-page giant. There are six stories within, but we don't have all night to sit here and talk about No, and we'll so bore you, for sure. I, well, I'm sure that moment has passed, but uh, I chose The Menace of the Atom Master specifically because... Because? In the Encyclopedia of Comic Book Heroes, Volume 3, Batman... Mm-hmm. Or he might have been volume one, which is fantastic. Just encyclopedia. You know how kids love encyclopedias. <laughs> I, you know, I used to, we had a world book encyclopedia. I used to sit and read it for hours. Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah. Well, they had a series of encyclopedias uh, in the 70s. There was a Superman volume and a Batman volume. And it talked about these world's finest stories also. Mm -hmm. And I would okay. check it out from the library and read it. And there was a picture of Adam Master in there. Mm -hmm. And his helmet is so unique mm -hmm. it's a colander on it held up by uh, <laughs> a shoulder brace a neck brace a neck brace yes of some kind <laughs> um and i thought oh he must be a major villain in batman mythology oh. no this is only appearance oh but it was the most baffling mystery the crime fighting team ever faced rob right colossal monsters appeared from nowhere and not even superman could trap them Bandits popped out of the clear blue sky, and not even Batman and Robin could halt them. Where did they come from? Where did they go? It was only after a fierce struggle that the world's three greatest crime fighters finally found the strange reason for the, the menace, menace of, of the, the Atom, Atom Master. Master. In Metropolis, one morning, pedestrians look up to a startling sight. It's that zoo cage which is uh, being flown through the air by Superman. Full I of guess he creatures. finally decided to go back to Farmer Barry's farm and get that cage back where it belongs. Finally. But it's full of creatures. It's a veritable Noah's Ark. We've got a bear, a tiger, a, a lion, lion, an elephant. Is there an elephant there? Yeah. Yes. A snake. A snake. snake. And what do you think Superman does? He empties the cage right on the street. All these people, these flying beasts. Superman set the beasts loose. Run for your lives. And he's laughing at them. Yes. 
at that very moment in nearby Gotham City. Now, yes. Let's see. Um, is, is Metropolis supposed to be New York and Gotham supposed to be New Jersey? Uh, I think at this time in history, canonically, Metropolis was in Delaware and Gotham City was in New Jersey. So they were across whatever, the bay there, Hudson River, whatever okay. it is. All right. Uh, yes, but there was a bridge separating okay. or connecting Gotham and Metropolis. So at this very moment in nearby Gotham City... Watch out! It's the Bad Plane! Has Batman gone crazy? Why is he buzzing the city? He's strafing the streets, and uh, now he's dropping sticks of dynamite. And laughing... Laughing! With Robin. Look at Robin's impish little face. His shoulders are raised up. He's laughing so hard. Yeah. He's scrunched up. He's, you know what he's doing? He's quiet laughing, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I wish people could see you doing that right now. That's what? so cute and funny. <laughs> uh, what has happened to Superman, Batman, and Robin? What is the motive for their sudden menacing behavior? Let's turn the page and find out. Sure enough, when the news reaches reporter Clark Kent in the office of the Daily Planet. Clark, isn't it awful? What's happened to Superman? Oh, sorry. Superman. He sent some wild beasts loose in the streets. What? <laughs> I'm one person who knows that's impossible, since I'm Superman. Shortly at the scene of havoc. No sign of my impersonator or the wild beasts anywhere, but they left a terrible traffic jam in their wake. Will you look at that traffic jam? So, instead of just... Uh, Lifting the cars Letting out. the cops direct traffic. Right. He goes to a nearby lumberyard at blurring speed, con constructs a deck... To hold multiple cars. <laughs> a platform big enough to hold all the cars in the pileup. <laughs> all the cars. There's no way that... This is, is every car in Metropolis. I'll just move these cars to nearby side streets where they can drive off. Why didn't he just slowly pick up a car and maybe turn it around? I mean, it really is... You are capable of just backing cars out from the edges and... Clearing away. There's an iPhone game like that where you have to clear a parking lot of cars and you have to move them in such a particular way. Oh, that's... Well, it's much more efficient to uh, build a giant platform which is strong enough to hold every car in Metropolis, mm. pile all the cars onto that platform, mm -hmm. and then pick it up and fly it away. And also, it appears that these either these cars have shrunk or Superman has grown because he's <laughs> looks like a Macy's Day balloon. It does. Meanwhile... In the Gotham City home of wealthy Bruce Wayne and his young ward, Dick Grayson. Though the bursting dynamite dropped by Batman and Robin caused no sound and no damage, the people are still milling about in panic. Over the radio. Mill. Milling. Pan Milling. Panics people don't mill. They don't mill. That's what people at Walmart do. Oh, my mill God. Mill through the, the tiny little aisles. Milling. I was in the grocery store this morning, No of sense of personal <gasps> space. The milling about. I had this one. There was a father and son, and they were trying oh, to figure no, out what chips worst. to buy. And, of course, I was looking for your favorite kind of chips yes. in the store. Yes, mesquite today. barbecue. Yes, I did find some. And I had just gone for a walk on the Sino Canal, uh -huh. which was beautiful. Sure, it's a I'm in the park, grocery you know. store. I'm in this one line, and there's this... I don't know, eco-Nazi walking behind me with his cloth bags and his oh, the, and his no. hippie hat. And, uh -huh. and there's the father and son, and there's nowhere for me to go. I had to back up and let the eco-Nazi buy me. Dreadlocks? Uh, you know the, oh, the type. It was, yes. just, oh, it was just crazy. <sighs> well, I just, you know, it was Sunday morning. I just wanted to be left alone. Just let me go in the grocery store. And I, I ran into... Two people I knew in the well, grocery store. you know store. everyone in town. You're a popular well, local figure. Well, it's because we live in a small town. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, Batman and Robin, people are milling about in panic. Batman, is he talking about us? We'll find out soon, Dick. Into your costume, fast. So they reach the scene of the crime in their Batman and Robin identities, and uh, some panicky workmen milled away from the advertising <laughs> sign that they were milled. installing. They were installing a full-size aeroplane as an advertisement for, for Gotham, Gotham Airlines. Airlines. And now it's tipping over. And it's going to crush the people in the crowd below. Yeah, sure, because they're just milling around. Right. Quick. I imagine they're like screaming and just walking slowly around in circles, moving like. Well, it's probably like maybe they've been zombied and they're just slowly walking through the street. But I'm, they're panicked. I'm panicked. Oh, okay. Okay. Quickly, Batman scales the opposite roof and swings across the void on his silken lasso. There we go again. Silken. Uh, Silks. Pushes the uh, airplane back into position, which should hold it until the workers can fasten it securely. And then he takes to the rooftop. Attention, everybody. I did not drop the dynamite. <laughs> I was being impersonated. The danger is over. I su- I'm assuming that that makes them stop milling about. Yeah, sure. Everything's mm-hmm. fine now. Mm-hmm. Later, three mystified heroes meet to discuss the strange situation. <laughs> Superman says that people said my impersonator and the beasts ran into a dark alley. And that was the last anyone saw of them. Hmm. As for the dynamite, my impersonator dropped it. It exploded noiselessly without doing any damage. Golly, it's almost as if everything was arranged just to cause panic. Yeah, but why? Classic to, terrorism. To make people distrust us? It's certainly a puzzle. It's It's a mystery to us all. A puzzle indeed, but not to a gloating figure elsewhere. (laughs) My trial experiment was a success. Soon I'll be ready to complete my final plan. But that will take money. Money for equipment. I'll have to recruit a gang of bandits at once and have them steal the money from me. See, this is one of those schemes that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so he's done these things. He needs to hire people to steal money, to get the money, to buy the equipment, to do more things. When he could just patent his invention and have all the money he wants. Right. It doesn't make sense because he's been able to accomplish some pretty amazing things. Uh, The next day on the streets of Gotham City, a giant crab. I would be terrified of a giant crab. Uh, You know, when I was an undergraduate in college, these were the days when we had dormitories separated by gender. Right. You had to have, if you went to a girl's dorm, you had to have a girl escort. Okay. And you were not allowed in there past midnight. Of course. Well, one night. And you didn't go to a religious affiliated college. It was loosely affiliated, but it was Presbyterian. Might as well just be, you know. Secular. Every man for himself. Mm. I work at a Presbyterian church, full disclosure. Uh, Now. I happen to really like your church. I love my church. Yeah, it's great. Now, there's a giant crab milling down the street. Uh, when I was in college, to get back to my story. Oh, yes, of course. One night, they woke up all the girls in, oh! on a dormitory floor. I know where this story's going. Uh, and they got, it was like 2 a.m. They got them all in the hallway assembled. And they said, now, uh, so-and-so, we've just learned to so-and-so. And, of course, they had you know, share the bathrooms for all the right. floor. So-and-so, we've learned, has crabs. And so you need to be careful when you're using the restroom. Right. And one of the young ladies said, Well, I don't care what she has as long as she keeps them in cages. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I have fun like that? Oh, didn't we have fun with that story? Oh. 
It's because uh, I didn't live on campus when I went to college. That's right. Yeah. So Superman is in hot pursuit of this crab, and what do you think happens? It disappears. It disappears. In the meantime, where the sleek... Do you know that there are crabs that live in trees, that live in rocks, that live on land, that live in the ocean? There are crabs that, that live exclusively in the ocean. There are crabs that can climb up coconut trees. There are crabs that actually take other things and cover themselves, like wear them as hats or wear them oh, as covers. Oh, how jolly. I know. There are crabs that take anemones and scoop them up and put them on top of their heads just to, to disguise themselves. Well, crabs are very clever. They're very good survivors. Yes, they're billions of years old, aren't they? Actually, they've evolved five times in history so far. What? Yes, they've done they've done uh, genetic testing yes. uh, and traced the family trees of crabs and discovered that in five times in history, crabs have evolved from an other type of be uh, of of creature into crabs. Not all crabs are genetically related to themselves. They have actually evolved five times over history into crabs i can't explain it very well i just listened to it today on radio lab um but it was it's fascinating and what they what they hypothesize of course it's all theories is that the crabs are really good at surviving so nature kind of selects the 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 way for crabs to evolve by their behaviors by the way that they can they can survive on different different environments that they're very all their 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 feet their, their legs and their hands can be used as pinchers for ripping and tearing and also for picking things up as weapons. And their feet can be used to crawl and swim, um, that they're really, really good at surviving. So the reason we had these five different types of family trees that came from five different kinds of earlier creatures is because the, f the, the basic construction and form of a crab is a really adaptable, survivable format of a creature. I, that's the best way I can explain it. Now, do all five of these lineages, are they all complemented by Old Bay seasoning? Oh, Did you know that crabs and lobsters are not the same thing? Yeah, lobsters are cockroaches, aren't they? Yes, well, lobsters can... Oh, yes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I used to know that sort of thing, but I don't remember anymore, but... Oh, it's just so fascinating. Crabs. You know, remember in Florida, we used to, you could drive over a crab, one of those land crabs, and they could puncture your tire. Yes. Yes, right? That's why no one should ever live in Florida for a host ever, of other reasons. Ever. Calling all cars, calling all cars. Four bandits taking advantage of confusion caused by the appearance of the giant crab have looted Gotham jewelry shop and fled in yellow sedan. Just then, the bat plane is heading to the scene. Batman. Oh, no, it's a Batmobile. Batman, I read here. look, a sp uh, a yellow sedan speeding towards the highway. The bandits. Hang on, Robin. We're going after them. But as they take up the pursuit, Batman, it's putting on more speed. It's getting away from us. But ah. I can't understand. The Batmobile is the fastest thing on wheels. Within minutes, it's gone. I've never seen such speed. That sedan seemed to just disappear. Meanwhile, as Superman flies high, searching for the elusive crab. He found it. Oh, my God. It's huge. It's, it's on the state it's dam. on the dam. So, of course, he flies in to give it the punch of its life and yep. punches right through the, the crab. crab. And through the dam as through well. Through the dam as well. He couldn't stop his momentum in time. The waters will flood the town unless he can turn them back, and a burst of super speed should do the trick. He backs up right through the dam, drawing all the trees and debris with him, and it blocks the dam temporarily so he can come back later with some mortar and complete the job. But I before should just that, say the crab, by the way. He didn't just, like, punch through the crab and kill it. It oh no, disappeared. Yeah, it's not a real crab. Yeah. Uh, yes, 
Batman, Superman says over the radio, someone is creating fantastic illusions. No wonder that sedan got away from us so quickly. The bandits escaped in the real getaway car. Well, Superman, we'll be ready for the next illusion now. And elsewhere, even as this conversation takes place... This is the <laughs> villain. Adam Man. Thanks to my remote controlled television screen, I'm aware that Superman and Batman now know about the illusions I've created. I, you know, he really is truly wearing a colander on his head with a neck brace. The sale of these stolen gems will give me enough cash to buy the equipment I need, but should we run short of money, I'll pull one more robbery and then I'll be ready for my final plan. <laughs> the next day. The next day. Attention all cars. Three creatures suspected to be aliens from outer space are menacing Gilmore Street. Illusions again. Let's go, Batman. As they reach the scene. There they are. Gosh, they certainly look real. What'll we do? Look for some crime. This is just a diversion to pull us away from the real bandits, like the sedan trick. Ah, uh, but is it? Mm. Because Batman notices that the three aliens are casting shadows, but the robbers who are fleeing the jewelry store or the bank, or whatever it is, are not. It's the robbers at the illusions. The aliens are real. Right. As the costume trio tries to escape through a department store revolving door. Department store revolving door. That's exactly what it says. Sure. Batman launches himself forward and... You know, those revolving doors are no joke. Oh, my god! You get caught in one, you're doomed. Yeah, the worst ones are the automatic ones. Uh-huh. If you don't get right with the, you know, yeah. in the, on the line of the idle, just yeah. stop. I lost a foot once oh. trying to go through one of those. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. What happened to it? Well, it's gone. A creature ate it. Oh. That was loose on the streets. Is that why your other, your right foot's so much smaller than your left foot? Mm-hmm. Did you have to yeah. have a cadaver do- donate your other foot? Well, I um, originally it was the same size. It's a wooden foot. Oh, but I had a car lighter accident. Oh, you did not. Yeah. Then what happened to it? It the outer surface burned away. Is that why it's so much smaller? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Well, I, I like to surprise you with these stories I, every now and again. I never ever stop learning things from you. Desperately, mm-hmm. the costumed bandits discard their prop guns for real weapons as the crime fighters close in. One of them shoots up into the sky on for a suspended sign, which is about to kill Robin uh-huh. by plummeting to the earth. But it turns out even that, the plummeting sign was an illusion. I don't know what's real and what isn't. Well, they've really got them all coopy, crazy, mixed yes. up, don't they? If only we had a lead to the hideout of the mastermind who's creating these illusions. Well, Batman's about to have one because he's one of the bandits dropped a revolver. And you know he's the world's greatest detective. Yes, he's going to take it to the Batcave. May give us the clue we need. First, he uses a vacuum hose to draw out the dust that always seeps into a gun from the pocket it's carried in. Okay. Duh. Then, as Batman turns an ultraviolet lamp on the collected dust... It's the telltale color of a combination of minerals called feldspar. This grade of feldspar is usually found in clay used for making pottery. Just outside the city, there's an old pottery plant that's been abandoned for years. I have a hunch it's not abandoned now. Meanwhile, in the room that serves as his workshop, the illusion master briefs his hirelings. As you know, by projecting my thought images into this machine, I've been able to rearrange dust in the air to create any illusion I wished. Now watch! Seating himself inside his weird apparatus, the renegade scientist presses a series of buttons and... A super ray machine! Now touch the machine, touch it! (laughs) Amazingly, the thug's hand does not go through the illusion. It's It's solid. solid! 
Exactly. I've completed my ultimate plan at last. I can now rearrange the atoms and dust to create illusions and then materialize them. Okay, listen. If He's you're smart enough, 3D printer. If you're smart enough to use dust yes. to create illusions and yes. then it be, and it becomes whatever you want it yes. to. That is far greater than any sort of stupid crime thing he could do. He just created something extraordinarily beneficial to mankind. And I will say, this art is by Dick Sprang, uh-huh. whose work I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. This Super Ray machine is 100% Jack Kirby Ray machine. It's fantastic. I'll put a picture of it on social media. You'll see, listener, you'll see. Well, Superman and Batman are here. In they go. Uh... The crooks are operating the ray machine, which paralyzes Batman and Robin. Uh, Superman is going to rescue them, and the Atom Master orders them to stop. If you move one more inch, Batman and Robin are doomed. My men will turn the ray on full power. He says, great, Scott. What can I do? I've no choice. I must do as you say. Correct. <laughs> but seconds later. Yo, a dinosaur. It's coming straight at us. It's a T-Rex. A T-Rex. I love good T-Rex. Yay, let me out of here. No sooner does the frightened gang scramble away than no one. No, sorry. Now, one shove with this lever, free Batman and Robin. Yes. Superman. Swiftly, the Man of Steel molds the machine into giant handcuffs <laughs> that imprison the stupefied criminals. He's gone to great... I mean, he does this in very swiftly, but it, they look like realistic handcuffs. Yep. Well, what happened? Where's the dinosaur? There never was one. What you saw was only an illusion which I created to scare you off the robot machine. You see, Batman, when I left, I returned unseen at super speed, knocked out the Atom Master, and took over the controls. When he awakens, he'll find himself in a prison cell. Yes, and it will be a real cell, not an illusion. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story and the end of our 80-page giant. Oh, what a strange cadence you just did. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts. From, as I said, I haven't even been drinking, but I have been sick all week. <sighs> Anything to add? Uh, it was a great week. I'm so looking forward to the week ahead. Same, girl, same. And I loved these stories. These are great stories. Yeah. Uh, all the art was by Dick Sprang. I really do like his work. Mm-hmm. And a couple of them are by Bill Finger, written by Bill Finger. <laughs> as I say, you can rate and review us. You can find us on social media. And you can find us right back here next week with a special guest is Billy. He's also a pimp. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Bye.